Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. All right, big day in it's America. A huge day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. Love it. Love, love, love it. You know, in any other election that I can remember where I got super into the geography of America and really into the electoral college, I was looking forward to it. Tonight, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, Kat. I really don't know if I am. And I'll tell you why. We have two polar opposite candidates that are running for president. And even though neither of them really has a platform that they're running on, I do think that it is one of the most polarizing elections we've had in recent memory. Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't uh, uh, Obama versus John McCain. This isn't uh, um, Mitt Romney versus Obama. This isn't one of those type deals where they're, uh, they're both basically the same. They're politicians. One's nice. One's not. One's this. One's that. There's there's so much daylight between Trump and Biden. I don't know. And factor into that yeah. that there's a lot of people on both sides that don't like either candidate. There's a lot of Republicans who really at, at the at the core of it all have Republican values that do not like Donald Trump. There's a lot of Democrats who do not like Joe Biden as their choice. And there's a lot of people on the right in particular that are scared shitless that Biden's not going to make it through the full four years and Kamala Harris is going to be the first female president of the United States, not elected president. And people uh, have a right to fear all of those things because they're the unknown and nobody likes the unknown. What do you think is going to happen tonight before we talk about how it's all going to work? It's funny. So we talked about this a bit on the podcast um, when Dave Blizzard joined us on Friday, our predictions. And I mean, I predicted narrowly uh, Donald Trump. But I only, I mean, I still, I still do think that the early results will say he'll narrowly win, but I think it's going to be really close. I seriously don't think anybody can really predict what's going to happen here. I really don't because get the polls out of it. Polls are polls, right? We all know that they're not accurate, but you wonder how many people will be voting last minute today. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's weird because of COVID, right? So if you picture it happening here in Canada, some people would have been on the ball doing the mail-in ballot early or whatever, early voting, and others very last minute. Will some make it to the polls? Will not. That will affect the outcome. I seriously think it's going to be extremely close either way. I'll stick with saying that maybe Donald Trump will be close enough that he's going to, it's going to be a fight. I know it's going to be a fight no matter what happens, but I, I really do think that it's going to be a fight for Donald Trump because he's going to see that it's so close for him that he'll take it there. Hmm. Okay. Here's my prediction. I think by a lot, Joe Biden is going to win the popular vote tonight. He will get more votes than Donald Trump does. But as we all know, it's about the electoral college. Maybe we don't all know. Okay. Here's a quick little civics lesson for those who aren't up on American politics. Think of them as points. Every state is worth a certain number of electoral college votes, points. And while New York may be worth, say, 30 points, California is worth, say, 25 points, Florida is worth 40 points, and somewhere like Wisconsin is worth maybe 16 points. Whoever gets 270 points is the winner. That's why they call it the race to 270. And while I do think that Joe Biden is going to just get a ton of votes in places like California and New York and, and typically 
true democratic states, it's still the same amount of electoral college votes or points. And everybody expects Biden to win New York and California. Everybody expects Donald Trump to win Texas and to win Oklahoma and to win Missouri. It's just those key swing states that could go either way, like Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, places like that. And I really see a scenario here tonight where Donald Trump wins the Electoral College. He gets the 270 electoral votes and is reelected, even though once again, he didn't win the popular vote. And I think that is what could cause mass chaos in the streets of America for the next foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you saw or not, but yesterday they built an eight-foot unscalable fence around the White House. The most secure building in the world, with the exception of maybe the Pentagon, had to have extra reinforced Mm -hmm. fencing put up around it because they're so afraid that... uh, Well, anything could happen. Maybe that Trump loses but refuses to leave the White House. Maybe that uh, Trump wins the election but not the popular vote. Maybe that Biden wins and Trump disagrees with the vote. They're so afraid that protesters are going to try and scale the walls and storm the White House that they had to block it off. And that's insane to me that it's come to this. Yeah. I hope that it doesn't need to be there. Like, I think we all hope for the best that. Nobody, even if they are, if if the results come in and they're not happy with those results, that they don't take to getting violent. But you know, in some parts of the country, it it might happen tonight. So it's almost the anticipation of who, who's going to get hurt, how many people are involved, um, how do police get involved. If you're a cop working in one of those in one of those spots too, that you know is going to be a hot spot, and Washington D.C. included, how are you feeling today? Well, you know, that's you a feeling. Gr- Did you that's a well? great question. Hey, uh, let's keep in mind, cops, members of the National Guard have been put on high alert in some areas because of what could or might happen tonight. These are people that are going to be asked to get violent against their fellow American citizens. That doesn't happen very often, Kat. If you have to have the U.S. military or armed guard protecting the white house from americans we basically are back again at the civil war basically and that's bizarre to me that we're even at this spot how did we get here that's nuts that people are so divided and what's weird is people are planning it out there's people that they've got jar and they've got their do-rag and they've got their accelerant whether it's alcohol or gasoline and they've got their lighter and they're just trying to figure out where that molotov cocktail is going to go or where that uh, uh there's people that have gone out and bought gas masks so they can go out and protest and not have to worry about the tear gas and shit like that it's going to be fucking ugly if people go into the streets the problem is i just don't see a scenario where everybody's happy with the outcome tonight I mean, really, the compromise does seem to be I I don't think it's possible for Donald Trump to win the presidency and the popular vote. It looks like Biden's going to win the popular vote. But Trump could win that electoral college, and you'd think that'd be the perfect compromise. Democrats can claim a victory. Republicans can claim a victory. Everybody's happy. But But nobody's happy because they hate the other side. Yes. And then no one's happy unless their person is in charge. Then they're happy. But if it goes the other way, there's never there's not one scenario where everyone's happy. 
Not one. Unless somebody else jumps in randomly and says, oh, I'm running instead, and then they win. There's no way that everybody's happy. Unless somehow Kanye wins. And then I think both sides oh. will say, mm, yeah, okay, I can live with that. They'll both be miserable <laughs> equally. Let me ask you another question. Do you think Trump actually wants to win? Is he low-key hoping he loses this? Okay. I mean, I don't know if he ever really wanted to win when he beat Hillary. Here's the thing. I think he thought, well, I'm going to run, and I'll, it, yeah, I'll put up a good thing. It'll give me publicity for the rest of my life, and I'm good. Second term, he's been through a lot of shit over the last four years. Do you really think he wants to win? Does he want to win? Yes. Does he want to be president? Not really. Ah, that's an interesting distinction. You know, there's two two sides. He's, he, he wants to win. He wants his name in light. I'm a winner. I'm right. Here I am. He's that, I would say personality type, but I would take it a step above. There's something like going on there where he not only needs to be right, but he needs to be everybody else to know that he's right. So I think that in that way, he wants to win, but he, I don't, I think in the back of his mind, he's going to go four more years of this. Am I going to last four more years of going through this? Even the family, like I'll even throw, you know, the kids. Do you think they want him to win again? Like him to be president, I should say. I'm not sure. How's his wife feeling right now? I'd love to know oh. the real, to honest to goodness truth about it all. Melania voted Biden the second she got that absentee ballot. Get me the fuck out of here is what she's thinking. She wants nothing to do with this. I don't think she ever did. But then you look at guys like Eric and Donald Trump Jr., They love it. They're getting treated like rock stars at all of the different things that they go to. You look at Ivanka and Jared Kushner. They are massive celebrities. It's amazing that half the country adores them and half the country hates them. You know they're setting themselves up to one day run, right? I think they totally are too. One of them, at least. Uh, I'm not sure which it'll be. I have a feeling it'll be Ivanka, but I'm not sure which one. It could be Jared Kushner. Hard to say. In any case, um, enthusiasm has a lot to do with this tonight. And I should tell you, the polls close at 7 o'clock. Around 7, along the East Coast, that's when those polls close, we'll start to get results. We won't get all of them, though, because there's so many mail-in ballots that need to be open and verified and counted. And that's going to be a long process. You, it, it wasn't as simple as you just, uh, I don't know. Uh, take your ballot and mark an X and stick it in the mail. I believe you also had to include some ID or a guarantor that said you are who you say you are. The whole thing was very, very weird with the last minute mail in votes. But after seven, we should start to get winners. But this thing, when it comes to enthusiasm, they say whoever wins tonight will be the person who got their supporters to the polls. And with Biden, I think this is a testament to the fact that a lot of Democrats don't like Biden. Mm -hmm. There was no... MTV rock the vote this time. There was no massive rallies with Bon Jovi playing a concert for 60,000 people like you would have seen when Obama was running, for example. There was no um, mass social media campaign by every celebrity in Hollywood to try and get people out to vote for Biden. This time around, it was very, very almost lazy. You know, I mean, I saw yesterday Lady Gaga did a campaign stop with Joe Biden. Yeah, And there's a couple other celebrities, but very, very few compared to previous years. LeBron James is doing everything he can to get rid of Donald Trump. He's probably the spokesperson for the pro-Biden movement. But even him, I don't know if he really likes Biden or just hates Trump. Yeah, I think it's more of a I hate this way. We got to try to go the other way. 
I'm seeing a lot of celebrity stuff, though. I'm seeing it everywhere. I mean, between Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Beyonce. Um, yeah, and some celebrities that aren't even voting and can't even vote are talking about how they feel about it. So I'm, I'm actually seeing a lot, maybe even more so than I did with, uh, with Trump and, and Hillary, I think. I'm not seeing that as much, but I mean, maybe we follow different people. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will point out, though, is Trump has really, really, right or wrong, he has tried to convince people that he is the candidate best positioned to serve African-Americans, to serve black Americans. Right. And he's had a couple of pretty high profile rappers come out and endorse him. I mean, in addition to Kanye, uh, Lil Pump. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Yeah, I was way. just going to say, I, like, oh, everyone stop what they're doing. Went, wow, Lil Pump. And half the people have to Google that. Yeah. Uh, he was at a MAGA rally yesterday with Donald Trump. Lil Wayne came out and publicly endorsed Donald Trump. And while that may not seem strange, I mean, some celebrities will endorse the left, some will endorse the right. It does create a bit of a divide in the hip-hop community, A lot of a it? divide. A lot of a divide. You look at someone like it. Okay, so let's just use um, Lil Wayne, because you mentioned Lil Wayne, and that's probably one that most people will recognize. And you, you, and you talk about Eminem, who's been so anti-Trump. He's had multiple anti-Trump songs. Lil Wayne and Eminem are like besties. So where does that put their, you wonder how strained the relationship is just when you put politics in the middle of your celebrity. I hate it. I mean, I've said it before. I hate it. Businesses, celebrity, just tell people to vote. Absolutely encourage that. You don't need to go out of your way though to say, I I don't think so anyway, to say who you're voting for and push that agenda. I don't think so. If you have a fan base that, that is your fan base for an entirely different reason other than politics. People like you because of your music. People like you because of your lyrics. People don't lean on you to find out who you're going to vote for and then vote for that person too. I just, I don't understand why businesses and celebrities need to dabble in this so freaking much. I roll my eyes every time. And, and there's celebrities I love that do it. And it pisses me off. You know, I see uh, some do it more subtly than others with just one simple little picture, right? Look, I voted and look, oh, I'm like Beyonce, for example. I'm, yes, she said a lot of negative things about Trump in the past, but okay, she just posted a photo of her with a Biden um, face mask on and she voted. Great. So we all know who you voted for. But I don't, I don't like the strongly worded essays you put out on your Instagram right next to the photo of your ass out. Like, <laughs> you know, are people seriously taking this seriously? Are you hoping that they are? I'm, it, it's confusing to me. It's too much intermingling of, of entertainment and politics. I don't like it. I'm just wondering when you get someone like Lil Pump or Lil Wayne or Kanye who are uh, publicly endorsing Donald Trump. And then inevitably they will find themselves courtside at a Lakers game in the not too distant future. Someone like LeBron, who's leading the charge against Donald Trump. Do you still get that ceremonial hug at halftime, fist bump as they're doing the warm up, that sort of shit? Or are you persona non grata because you endorse Trump and I like Biden or vice versa? I mean, politics has always been quite a a divider. That's why I I really think most people need to keep their mouths shut. (laughs) Like, honestly, if you if you're again, if you're known for something else, I don't know how that's going to benefit you. You will end up ending relationships over it. But maybe those people just truly do feel that strongly enough. Maybe one day they will run. Maybe they are that invested in politics that we'll see a Lady Gaga or a LeBron James running for something. Uh, maybe. Donald but Trump proved anything is possible. This is it. This is it, right? This is it. Actually, if anything, you wonder if you should thank him for that, if that's the case. 
One more thing I want to bring up when it comes to the election tonight. And God, I hope it's peaceful. If it is going to get violent, I don't know that it'll be tonight. It could be tomorrow. It could be the day after. The day after, I don't know. But I hope it's peaceful. I really, really do. But just to add an extra layer, what if they tie? Some people have actually asked, is it even possible for them to tie? Mm, Good question. Is it possible that neither of them gets 270 electoral college votes? So that's a good scenario, and I did have to do a lot of research into this, and I found an answer. When you look at the current polls per state, it is possible they tie. Here's the scenario. If Donald Trump wins Florida, Georgia, Iowa, North Carolina, and Ohio, along with Pennsylvania and Maine's 2nd Congressional District and Nebraska's 2nd Congressional District, Both candidates would have 269, one electoral vote shy of winning the election. Hmm. Neither of them would win. So what happens then? The House of Representatives would pick the winner. It would get voted on in the House of Representatives. Which, by the way, the Republicans control more state congressional delegations. <laughs> so, okay. again, it goes to Trump. If it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, Donald Trump has appointed three of the nine Supreme Court justices. It's a 6-3 split in favor of the Republicans. There's not a lot of scenarios for Joe Biden to get control of the White House other than winning the election and definitively winning the election so that there is no doubt at all who won. Wow. We'll see what happens tonight. Yes, indeed. I am so fucking excited. I know Bring you are. I'm excited We're sitting for here in the cheap seats, right? I mean, up here in Canada, we don't have a dog in this fight. It does affect us, and we're curious because they're our neighbors and our best trading partner, but we don't get to vote. So we can just sit here with a bag of popcorn and think to, my, and think to ourselves, hmm, wow, Washington, D.C. is actually on fire right now. It's going to be surreal if it goes down that way. Let's hope it doesn't, but it could. I hope not. I've seen enough of that shit this year, man. And some for good reason, good causes behind it, but not the right actions taken behind the causes. You know what I mean? So I'm just hoping that we get some... Some peaceful, some peaceful stuff happening tonight. I know, I know, probably not going to happen, but we'll see. I'm excited, and I'm excited for tomorrow's podcast because we'll have a little bit more to. Uh, well, we'll know a lot more. That's the thing. We'll know a lot more. Not necessarily all of it, but we'll know a lot more in tomorrow's edition of After Nine. That is a can't miss episode that you can't miss as soon as it comes out, which is usually between about ten thirty and eleven a.m. Let me do a couple of quick stories here, and then we're going to wrap it up because I don't want to go too long because I have a feeling there's a lot of Canadians that want to watch the election coverage tonight. I highly recommend Global News. Global is going to do Mm. great coverage because we have a fantastic Washington bureau. Um, They're going to do great coverage, but with a Canadian angle as well. So, yeah, by all means, go ahead and flip on Global tonight. A man in Florida has just invented a machine. It's almost like a little robot. That will put in and remove your contact lenses for you. What? They say this is specifically for people with mobility issues, uh, for people who have the shakes, for example, that have a hard time putting their contacts in, or just regular able-bodied people that do not like touching their own eye. Basically, you just lean over this thing and it, it holds your eyelid open and puts the contact in. It holds open your eyelid? Do you know how many people freak out when you say something like that? I know, but if you can just suspend your, your grossed outness a little bit, 
then it's, cool it's pretty convenient. That's I very mean, very convenient, very helpful for people who who do have mobility issues, like you mentioned, is important. Um, seniors, yeah, seniors, sure, yeah, um, that's great. I, how big is this contraption? What does it look like? It's roughly the size of. Uh, let's see here. The entire contraption is maybe the size of a Tim Hortons cup, and the part oh. that that just goes up to your eye basically is the size. It, it's the width of an eye. And it's about as long as you can separate your your uh, index finger from huh. your thumb. Okay, that's cool. That's great. Hey, I'm all down for inventions that help people. That's great. Progress is great, right? Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> a new poll was done. And they asked if an animal influences your prospects of getting a date. And they did find that it definitely does. I think we all understand a cute dog is basically a magnet for the other for the opposite sex, mm-hmm. right? If you're walking a cute dog and you run into somebody who's single and they want to pet the dog, you have got an in. That's great. Dog is the only animal statistically that gives you an advantage. <laughs> so when you're walk- if you're walking your lizard, tough shit. Not yeah. interested. Uh, if you are, let's say maybe you're talking to somebody online and you want to invite them over for that date, a dog makes them, uh, 50% more willing to date you because of the dog, a cat, 30% less willing. Yeah, I see that. I could see that. Why though? What's wrong with cats? A number of, a number of things are wrong with cats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, you know what? Uh, for me, allergies. So my husband, when I first started dating my husband, I'd go over to his house a lot and they had, I think two or three cats at the time. Oh dear. It was, it was not, and they were great at cleaning. You know, there are some people that are not. So the hair is just everywhere. They were actually great at, they vacuum every single day. That part wasn't an issue, but it didn't matter. It was still the lingering cat. It was like in the air, uh, itchy eyes, runny nose, couldn't breathe very well. And I couldn't also couldn't take medication. I, I could technically, but it did. It was just horrible. It drowsed me out completely. I would pass out basically if I tried to take the medication. Anyway, it was so bad. I would I would usually suck it up for a while. But that that is one factor I think is like some people don't like the hair and the you know or or the attitude of the cat. Cats do some cats have attitude. You don't need to message me and tell me your cat's lovely and really friendly. I know there are some out there that are. Are you referring to catitude? Catitude, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like some cats give off vibes of like, get the what the fuck are you doing in here? Get out. Right. So I understand how they're a little more put offish. They don't necessarily come up and want to cuddle you. Not everyone does. So I could see that being an animal that people are less drawn to than a dog who will walk up right up to you and put their face in your crotch first time they meet you. And you're just yeah. like, hey, they're a little buddy. Okay, you like me. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, uh, my cat, for example, his name is Tiger. He's adorable. But he is uh, totally lacking respect for personal boundaries. And I'll give you two examples. Number one, he very much likes to sit on people. So if you come (laughs) over and sit on my couch, very, very quickly, Tiger is going to jump in your lap. So he's very friendly, Tiger. Very friendly. Particularly with women. He really seems drawn to women. Here's the other problem with Tiger is uh, I think most of us, when we go to bed, might like to have a glass of water on the nightstand, right? Eh, A little sip in case I get thirsty in the middle of the night. Tiger likes to drink out of a glass as opposed to the bowl on the floor for him. Fancy pants. 
I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to drink out of a fucking bowl on the floor either. <laughs> Let's be a little more civilized about this. So he likes to drink out of a glass. And it's entirely possible that if you're in my bed, you might wake up to my cat drinking your water right out of the glass. That's great. And that's off-putting for a lot of people. <laughs> I think it took my girlfriend a while to get used to that. I love it. It's adorable, it's adorable, but it's also gross at the same See, time. And I don't even dislike cats. Like, I wish that I didn't have allergies to cats. It would be so nice because the, the ones who are super friendly and want to cuddle, like, how do you not want to cuddle that? And they just bury their bodies right in your body. Like, they're just so sweet. True. But some of them are. Some of them are assholes. But some of them are really sweet. And uh, God, I just, the allergy thing, I think, is a factor in this, in this particular survey that you're talking about. I really do. Other animals that will hurt your chances of getting a date? A horse? <laughs> is that really a big deal? Unless you're dating like in a barn or something like that, does it really matter that they have a horse? I would think that the horse would be like a positive. Like that person has a horse. That's fucking sick. Like I, I would love to, to have access to a horse more. I don't have access to a horse. How can I get on that? So I, I, I'm surprised by that too. Maybe it is the barn life thing. And not not everybody that owns a horse, by the way, necessarily lives on a farm. Some of them will have them boarded at different locations. But maybe the assumption is, uh, farm life. I can't do farm life. Or they know, or barn life, whatever it is. They don't know anything about it, truly. That could be the case, too, right? And it's just overwhelming for them because they don't know what it's about. I don't know. A parrot will make somebody 28% oh, yeah. less likely to date oh, you. Oh, fuck. We shouldn't even be owning parrots. They're just mouthy little birds. You know, if, if you get a parrot, I mean, some of them are probably like fucking cool. Other they ones are, cool. are really annoying. And, and I can't tell if they're smart or stupid or if they're mocking me or if they're like joking around. I don't even know. So sometimes I don't like the big birds. You know what? I don't understand. And this is just me and where I come from and my experiences, I suppose. But I don't understand why we need to own, why do we need to own birds of any kind? I don't, I don't understand. They're in little cages and some people let them fly around their house. That's awesome. That's great. You know, give them a little freedom. I like that. But the birds are just, they chirp all day. They don't, do they want to be in the cage? I don't think so. Uh, it's just one of the animals that I'm just like, I don't understand the purpose of owning one of those. I really, truly don't. And some people get attached to them. I understand. And they're cute. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 but I personally don't get it. I personally just don't get it. If you own a hamster, people are 26% less likely to go out with you. <laughs> okay, but hang on, because there's a difference here between someone who owns a hamster because it's their kid's hamster, basically, and maybe they are stuck taking care of it because that happens, right? Sure. Or a grown-ass person with a hamster. Would that weird you out if, let's say, your girlfriend, things were going well with you guys, and you went over to her place at the time, this is your first time at her place, and she's like, oh, oh, there's Gizmo over there in the uh, in the cage. And it was a grown-ass single adult with a hamster. Does that weird you out? Very much so. Okay. Very much so. I don't know any grown adults that for no other reason other than companionship own a hamster. <laughs> I mean, that's very much a kid pet, and it's very much a pet that, I mean, sure, there are probably single people out there that have a hamster in their house because it's their kid's hamster, and the kid comes over to visit every couple of weekends fine. or whatever. Sure. sure. Totally get it. No problem. But it's not like they got a hamster because they just have this love of rodents and had to have one. I mean, that's weird for a single person with no other reason to have one, right? I mean, I would think so. The go-to for an adult human usually would be a puppy or a cat. That's just the, the norm, though. We're just talking about what the norm is. So it's abnormal to me for a grown-ass adult to have a gerbil or hamster or a, I'll even throw a guinea pig in there without there being a kid in the scenario. Snake. 
People are 60% less willing to go out with you if they find out you've got a snake in your house. Yeah. People yeah. who don't like snakes don't like snakes. I don't like snakes at all. Nothing about them. And if I I could meet the the woman of my dreams and, and she's perfect in every way and then I find out there's a snake in her house and I'm out. No fucking way. Really? You know, what if it gets loose or what if I if I get that image in my head that she might have touched it? <gasps> no, well, I'm sure she touch did me. touch it. If she owns it, she probably takes it out now and again and plays with it, plays with it. What yeah. do you play with a snake for? You take out a snake, you wrap it around your arm or something or around your neck and you give it a little bit of love and you throw it back in that little heat lamp uh, cage of yours. No, thank you. Uh, about the exact same amount, about 60 percent are less willing to go out with you if you own a tarantula. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> Fucking so fast. Get out. Get me out of here. The only good thing about a tarantula is they're a little more slow moving. But otherwise, no, I can't stay. Sorry, guys. I got places to be. I hear you. I can't. I just I, I want nothing to do with it. It's just not OK. Uh, last but certainly not least, this is National Sandwich Day. This is a day that should probably be given more attention than it currently does get. I read a great – actually, I read a lot about sandwiches today. I had to because Kat and I had World War III on our radio show about whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Hmm. It is, by the it's way. It's not. If you look – Merriam-Webster. That's all I'm going to say. I don't give a fuck about Merriam-Webster. I'm sure there's a lot of shit in there that needs to be updated. Is there a difference between a chicken sandwich and a chicken salad sandwich, would you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, when you say chicken salad, I automatically picture chopped chicken mixed with some kind of a dressing, a mayonnaise, whatever you might like. It all kind of mushed together and then placed on the bun or sandwich. And then when you said chicken sandwich, I automatically pictured like a chicken breast or perhaps even a deli chicken on a sandwich. So two different things to me. Yeah. Okay, fine. Then if we consider them separate, just the straight up chicken sandwich, would, which would be the sliced chicken meat or a chicken breast. What would you say is more popular, the chicken sandwich or the tuna sandwich? Oh, good question. Um, uh, chicken sandwich? It's a dead tie really? between chicken and tuna. Yeah. See, I find people are more off put by tuna. It's not just like people who don't like tuna fucking hate tuna. Mm-hmm. Right. So I figured that it would be more hate toward tuna and more uh, encouragement of the ch- uh, eating the chicken. So that actually surprises me. You know, when they asked people in Kentucky and Ohio, what's up, America? Thousands of people listening to After 9 from the states. We love you. In Kentucky and Ohio, the overall winner in their survey for favorite sandwich was bologna. Really? Oh. Guys, bologna? Really? Again, are these adults taking these surveys or are these kids? (laughs) I'm really confused. You probably won't be surprised. (laughs) They're sitting down for their bologna sandwich with their hamster by their side. Yeah, no shit. Uh, You won't be surprised by this, but the favorite sandwich in Pennsylvania is... In Pennsylvania? Philadelphia cheesesteak. Oh, Philly Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, okay. Yeah, makes sense. In Louisiana, they said a po' boy. Po' boy, yeah. If you've ever seen, uh, you've seen, um, of course you have. I know you have, Scott. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. So I many think times. There's a couple episodes where he'll just focus on the po' boy sandwich, and uh, they, they look good. They look real good. I'll, I'll tell you something. The best po' boy I ever had was not in Louisiana. It was in Michigan, and they had deep-fried oysters. 
So what they did was they took the oyster out of the shell, breaded it and deep fried it and put it on a po' boy with a little garlic aioli and lettuce. And it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. It was so fucking good. Mm. I wish I could remember the name of that restaurant. Uh, In Maine, they prefer the lobster roll. Oh, sure. When you live in Maine, at all, yes, please. I'd eat seafood all day. Like, it's right there. It's fresh, delicious. Yep, I'm in. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No. Why not? Because it's a hamburger. It's just in its own category. <laughs> a hamburger is popular enough to be in its own category. And maybe you could throw a hot dog in there, too. It's just they're their own, they're their own thing. <laughs> I don't want to rehash this war with you no, again. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from talking about hot dogs this morning. You should be because I find you exhausted. I don't know how your <laughs> husband does it. I really don't. Back at you. Yeah. Uh, last but certainly not least, you know we're just a bunch of coffee drinking addicts here in this country because I don't know if this is a thing in any other place in the world where people are so obsessed with what the holiday cups at Tim's are going to look like. But in case you're wondering, they came out today we now know that we will be drinking coffee for the next two months out of white cups this year Mm -hmm. not red or green yeah you know what and it um the only thing that the first thought i had i should say is huh a little starbucksy i think they've always kind of avoided the full white cup because it is very reminiscent of a starbucks cup and but I quite I like Tim's design. It's fine. I've, I'm, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But I most look forward to, quite honestly, the Starbucks cups. I'm curious what they are going to be doing. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> that's uh, that, that's lovely. And let's make this equal opportunity. While we're talking Tim's, we might as well mention Starbucks as well. They're now allowing you at any Starbucks location or on the Starbucks app to support the Poppy Fund. And with just eight days to go until Remembrance Day, this is something we should all be able to get behind. Mm -hmm. I love that they're doing this. Um, You can hop into any Starbucks location. It doesn't mean that you have to order a coffee. You don't have to order anything at all. You can just tell them that you'd like to uh, put money toward the fund. Just say whatever it is. So five bucks, please. I'd like to uh, add that. They'll do it for you right there in store. Oh, on the app, too, which I love. And also online, if you go to mypoppy.ca, you can also help contribute to uh, the Legion. They're, I mean, they were a little bit nervous about this year, much like a lot of fundraisers and fundraising efforts because of COVID, right? Socially distanced, it's hard. Um, if you have your older veterans, you can't really put them everywhere on the street corners and you can't really place them in all the Canadian tires and every other store that they usually are at. It's not safe. So they were worried about that. But I'm glad to see that this is an option for people. So if you do want to do that, if you have the app, I, I don't know, I find that to be the easiest. But if you want to walk into a Starbucks store and do it, that's great, too. Please, let's always support our vets and stand behind them because they certainly stood up for us many times when they were called upon to do so. And on that, we will say thank you very much for listening to After 9 today, everybody. Uh, be safe, America. Please, before you heave a fucking brick through the window at Target or before you chuck a Molotov cocktail at a hair salon or steal somebody's shit or beat somebody up because they disagree with you, ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Be safe tonight. We will have an extensive edition of After 9 tomorrow with everything we know, including possibly a winner or a loser in tomorrow's edition of After 9. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.